Hello and welcome to the X-Files Revisited. I'm your host, Graham Davidson, and with me as always is Brian Womax. Join us as we systematically work our way through the full X-Files franchise. In each episode, we will tackle a single episode of the X-Files, so join along. Watch with us as we discuss each and every detail on the X-Files Revisited. Hello and welcome to the X-Files Revisited. We are on to episode 6 of season 3 and this one's called Too Shy. Brian, is this one, is it better than the list first of all and does it have a little (laughs) bit more of a legacy? I think it does, yeah. I I think uh, it's certainly a stronger episode. Um, A lot stronger, in fact. Mm. I I really like it. I remember when it first aired on TV. Uh, I used to be into. I used to buy all the sci-fi magazines. There was a. I can't even remember what the name of it was now. But there's a particular science fiction magazine that I used to buy, and I used to love the episode reviews in that. And and they were really harsh on it. They hated it because they thought it was a. Uh, hate mail against women, against fat women, and it was just like, I feel like you're kind of missing the point. Um, seriously, uh, but um, but yeah, I, I thought they'd completely, yeah, just got that wrong. Misread I really it. liked it. Yeah, really misread it. I thought it was a, I thought it was a great episode. Um, maybe a contender for top five. Re- well, realistically, maybe not. I think that this season does have a lot of strong episodes, I think. Uh, okay. It does have its fair share of weak ones, but um, to, to say that this might not make my top five is is a compliment to how good this season actually might be overall to, mm. th- th- than anything else. Don't don't let the list um, shape that, that's a good that's, that's a good statement. That's mm. promising because I don't feel that the season's been overly strong so mm. far. There's been a clear outstanding episode so far, um, mm. and if you say that there may be more to come, that that's quite exciting, uh, yeah. frankly. After the start that we've had, so take us away with this episode, Brian. Okay, so we see a guy and a girl on a date. She can't seem to believe her luck, and then he gobs all over her, and police find her body. <laughs> Trying to boil it down to its basic kind of most bare essentials information, mm. um, but feel free to talk about that in, in greater detail. Okay, so <clears throat> I mean we have like which is possibly the most tattiest looking car we've ever seen, um, ever. Mm. It, it looks it looks <laughs> like a shoebox. Um, two shabby, yeah. shabby, um, shabby would be an improvement. It's um, <laughs> so you've got two people inside this car just ch- chatting. The guy is seeing everything right he's not putting a foot wrong um it's obviously um people that know each other but don't really know each other in person they're having the conversation he's saying everything the right way she's kind of meek mannered and, and, and unsure and uh, he he leans in for a kiss and before you know it he's filled her with his jelly <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> 
Why? It, it's what happens. Why? <laughs> Man alive. It's okay. kind of gross and disgusting so, and fun it is. and sticky and, and it's, it's, it's the way it's where it's the way you see when she starts panicking. So she starts breathing really heavy or tries to, and then you see it on her mouth kind of mm. moving back and to, and it's just like, ugh. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it's tangible and, and yeah, inducing. It's, it's, oh, it's fun. It puts you off pork pies, put it that way. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> Mulder and Scully arrive on the scene and the body is wasted. Uh, Mulder pulls goo off it that was only found on the body and nowhere mm. else. He asks Scully to check it, check it out while he goes to find out if the victim was on MissLonelyHeart.com like the other victims. So. We can assume from this that this is a case Mulder's been working for a little while already. Yeah. Um, and this is a clear front runner for another victim. And uh, so far, in this opening scene before the, the, the um, credits start, we have a kind of run at the theme of this. You know, you have um, men judging and using women for their needs or diminishing their importance because of their sexuality we have the detective mm. who <laughs> completely ignores Scully um, when he meets mm. them you know, shakes the hand of Mulder, says, come with me Mulder and kind of has a look but doesn't acknowledge her uh, Scully, uh, yeah. Mulder even says this is Scully and he's just like <laughs> and moves on Yeah, uh, and um, yeah. it's just a precursor as to what we're going to get in this episode and what the thematics which is about which is um the subjugation of females, the sexuality of them being used for men's needs, only being required when it's you know those typical women type things that this sort of archaic detective deems is fitting for them. Yeah, Already, yeah. There, there's more here to think about rather than just the plot. <laughs> you know, instantly, yeah. it's better than the list. Yeah, there's metaphor there. There's mm. metaphor. That's the thing. It's like. Um, you can take it at face value you can literally just enjoy the police procedural element the hunt for a killer or if you want to go a little deeper there's something there what's mm. what's it saying well it's it's a discussion about the roles of men and women in society and you know this 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 guy you can you can almost sympathize with this guy because of his condition it's like it's not like he wants to kill these women. Mm. He kind of feels like he's got no choice. But then again, you also get the feeling that he's grown to like it because the way that he toys with them, the way that he plays with their affections mm. is somewhat sadistic. He doesn't need to do that. Um, so he's a hunter. You, you get, yeah, he's a hunter. He's a become, predator. Yeah, predator. He's become in love, I guess, with that... The 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 thrill of the hunt basically mm. um yeah. so yeah there is that kind of thing all tied up with his character the way he treats women as something that he needs that, that he uses that mm. he needs to use so uh, and in yeah. discards okay. and discards yeah once he's finished with them once he's got what he wants from them that's it they're done um so yeah quite clever i think uh but mr Encanto as he is called, uh, we learn, 
is already making moves on his next victim via his computer when now, a neighbour... Just, just, just to stop you quickly, look, Mr Encanto is a name. I literally thought they said Mr Incognito at the start. <laughs> <laughs> Mr Incognito? Like, Sorry, excuse me. Um, but yeah, it's just it's such a weird name, isn't it? It is, yeah. I've never heard it before or since. It must be said. I'm sure it's an anagram or something. Oh, it's probably literature-based, isn't it? Mm. There's probably some famous character in some famous in a piece lich. of literature. Yeah, in a piece of literature that us non-well-read individuals have no clue about, uh, but some English major somewhere. Yeah. Like, oh, yes. mm. mouth, uh, but mouth yeah, breathers. So, Mm. As mouth breathers, Brian, don't know that. <laughs> um, yes, that's we, that's why we do a podcast on film and television and not the latest books that have been released. <laughs> so, Mr. Encanto is already making moves on his next victim via his computer when a neighbour shows up asking him to read her poems. Don't mind saying she's a little bit annoying. Uh, he seems totally awkward and disinterested. Um, I, I wouldn't say awkward. Uh, disinterested, yes. Can't be bothered. Isn't This isn't his praise, not interested. Mm. So it's just dismissive. Mm. You know, you're no use to me. I'm not going to even you know, play with you at all. I just need to go away. Mm. That does, to me, feel like a bit of awkwardness there. Um, but I think it's related... To the daughter, uh, and this is just something I, I pick up on mm. later. I, I I don't know what it is, but I and it couldn't. It might not be there at all. I don't know if it's. I don't know if it is in the performance or what. But I I feel like I don't know. Like like he he doesn't he doesn't want to harm the daughter. Like for oh, for whatever yeah. reason. No, I, I yeah, just get I just get it as in um, it's too close to home, you know. Yeah. Sometimes to her, so he can't attack her, so he's not interested. Yeah, and that's why and that's why I feel like there's a bit of awkwardness there because he doesn't want to use this woman, um, but he doesn't want to draw any attention either. And I feel like there's a bit of awkwardness, but also disinterest, mostly disinterest. But um, mm. yeah, I, I feel like he doesn't quite know how to. And, and she's not really his type either. No, no. So, uh, yeah. So, yeah, I, I do find her a little bit irritating because she's yes. one of those people who is like instantly yeah. finds out yeah. that someone does the same kind of thing as her, but she, they're on a much more successful level. So they kind of try and push their way in the door thinking that there'll be a step up on it. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, I just I, I didn't catch his name so I just wrote a, le a line Dete let's call him douchebag because we That's usually get him De detective douchebag so this is the guy who uh, kind of was a bit sexist towards Scully at the beginning um, detective douchebag is really surprised by Scully showing up to do the autopsy but he's not sexist, no. as he as he puts it. When he's he's just old fashioned. He says, um, when she pulls the body out, it's liquefied. Yeah. So she Which pulls the cool. uh, yeah, she pulls but, it I mean, out and it, 
Oh yeah, the, the detective yeah. might as well just say uh, to her, you know, like, what are you doing here? There's meals to be prepped. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's so dismissive, and I really liked Scully's mm. response because mm. she doesn't bite, she doesn't fight back. Mm. She's just kind of like, yeah, you know, where do you want me to send the results? And then go mm. away. She's nice about yeah. it. And then, like you said, yeah. that that um, the body scene is just awesome when she pulls oh. the tree out and it, <laughs> the wave of goo. It's gnarly. <laughs> Just the way the, the way the way the train stops and then it just goes <laughs> over the edge. It's like ah. Uh. There's a lot of elements in this episode that make me gag. A lot of moments where I'm just like, Is it, I'm just like that's so cool. Oh man, it's just I, I hate anything that's gunky. <laughs> well, there's some definite chunks in there. Oh man. Oh. okay moving on Mulder goes to see uh, the victim's sister who tells him about Too Shy and his way with words so uh, Too Shy is the name he uses on the computer on these um, dating sites and Scully phones Mulder who tells her that Tushai used one of his previous victim's credit cards to set up his online dating account. So it is the same killer. Scully tells him to get to the coroner's office. So, yeah. Yeah. Favourite part of this exchange is when the girl admits that she's took her own copies of all the emails. <laughs> You're like, Whoa. Why? <laughs> what is Sado? It's like man living vicariously through the life of someone else. Not even a uh, real life, but like a, a yeah. virtual. Mm. It's just good grief. I mean, that in itself is a a social commentary about the modern world, isn't it? And mm. and this was like twenty years ago. Yeah. Um, so yeah, man alive. How far we've come? Not. How far um, we've fallen. How far we've fallen, yeah. Uh, so, squishy bones and stomach acid times two strength. So basically, um, Scully's autopsy reveals that the, the bones that were on the victim uh, have gone squishy. She, like, she literally just squashes mm. them with a pair of tongs. Um, and the uh, the liquid that they found on the body um, is essentially stomach acid. It's a very similar kind of uh, chemical as stomach acid, but it's like twice the strength, more than twice the strength. Um, Scully says that the chemical compound analysis shows fatty tissue is missing. So even like everything's turned to gunk, obviously we saw that, but you can still you, know, you can test the chemicals to find out what's still there and what's mm. not and based on a chemical analysis the, 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 the gunk that should be there from melted fat tissue isn't there so mm. before this body turned to mush the fat had been removed from the body which is disgusting which is yeah but I mean it, it's unfortunate it's cool but you jump to the conclusion fat vampire yeah, pretty much. Which pretty is much. pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> if you like that kind of thing, it's just weird and fun. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 off the wall. 
Um, so victim number two is chatting with a friend. So this, this is the one that he's making moves on cur currently. Mm-hmm. She's chatting to a friend who is advising her against meeting Too Shy because of the FBI public service announcement. Um, sense would dictate that you listen to the friend, but given the psychology that is involved here, and this is the psychology that Incanto preys on, knows exactly what he's doing. This is someone who's very insecure and, you know, due to her body, and someone's showing interest. Can she give that up? It's mm. that option of, yeah, so... But, uh... Encanto, as it seems, does indeed get stood up, so she makes the right choice. She doesn't go out uh, to the date. She mm. listens to her friend. So instead, Encanto <laughs> picks up a prostitute, attacks her, and she takes her pound of flesh... And then he goes in for the kill. So she scratches him, takes the dry Trumps. skin off him. Yeah, um, and uh, yeah, she he does it does his business with her foot. <laughs> Sucks her fat, brain. Sucks her fat. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Makes me gag. That really makes me gag. Okay. Moving on. Uh, another prostitute finds her. Um, the man that she's with does a runner. You know, really solid guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, he's hiring a prostitute to start off with, Brian, so I don't think his morals are quite in the right place. Um, Mulder and Scully arrive, and when Scully says what the substance is, the detective wants to know what they're not telling him. Um, and Mulder says the killer is most likely an academic as he quoted books in his letters that can only be got from private libraries. So this is a guy with money who would have to be in some kind of academic circles to get access to them. Um, so nice bit of detective work mm -hmm. from Mulder. Encanto is fixing his hand when he gets a delivery. So it was from his awesome. hand where he got the... He's, yeah. he's cutting the skin off with scissors. <laughs> what an image. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of Brundlefly. Yeah. It's a bit... Mm -hmm. That kind of David uh, Cronenberg body horror type stuff. So he gets a delivery that needs signing for... And so he goes down and runs into Jessie in the corridor. So she's the blind daughter of Poem Lady. And he basically ruins Poem Lady's chances of a date with Encanto. Because um, she talks to him and Poem Lady comes out all kind of, Oh, Mr Encanto. Ooh. Mm. And then, yeah... She basically blames her daughter for her being crap at trying to score. Yeah, which is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's just I, I wasn't expecting her to turn around and just put it all in the girl. That's your fault. I know. Yeah. Basically, that's why she gets killed. Because yeah. she's this character. Um, <laughs> so, Mulder brings Scully the analysis of Encanto's skin 
from the prostitute's fingernails. Mm. It has no fat oils. Mulder theorises a fat-sucking vampire. Something that at this point we kind of already knew anyway, but hey-ho, thanks for catching up, Mulder and Scully. Uh, detective says they've come up with a list of 38 names based on Mulder's info and profile. Mm. And Scully wants to debrief the officers that are going out to check them. So... Um, yeah, yeah that, I've got a feeling it, she's doing that just to mess with them. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'll brief yeah, the officers. I, yeah, I think she is, to be honest. I think you're right. Um, what what I notice here when when I'm when I'm reading these notes off, when compared with the last episode, is that there's a lot of episode. There's a lot of scenes here where they don't really need much talking about because they're quick scenes that mm. kind of are there to advance the story forward. Yeah, they have a point. You know, they give us new information, they advance the story forward, and they get us moving. Um, and, and it's like, it feels a lot faster, a lot better paced. Uh, you know, we're not languishing in, in information that we already know. Mm. We're just being given new information all the time. This is plot stuff, so it doesn't really need that much talking about. Uh, but, yeah, so Encanto checks his package seems quite excited by his book that is yeah. that he's got uh and the woman who stood him up wants another chance uh there's there's a not so, so basically she gets in touch with him on the computer says please give give us another go um and then he kind of gives a bit of a smile like gotcha. he's got a hook hook line and sinker boom um then there's a knock at the door scully <sighs> no it's douchebag detective. Uh, so they do, they pull a silence of the lambs on us, basically. The, uh, we get that thing where, yeah, like with Clarice Starling, when, yeah. But uh, but it's good that it's effective. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's an effective technique. It works in Silence of the Lambs. It works here. It's, it, it's good. Only here, we know that this guy's about to cop it because he ain't Scully. Yes. <laughs> um, so Scully is coordinating when Mulder shows up to complain about his door-to-door -door skills. He says that he's he wasn't very good at going door-to-door, -door. and like it's thirty-eight names. Yeah. If if, I, if I've got one problem with uh, <laughs> with some of the uh, intricacies of this episode, it's they're checking thirty-eight names. They're going door-to-door. To 38 houses and it's not just Mulder and Scully they've got you know they've got the local police force on it well I was having to think about this and, and they're all like college professors and academics all right so rather than going to their houses could they just not go to the workplace and just knock off like six <laughs> names at once <laughs> I don't know just seemed like mm. the obvious choice for me yeah it might be a weekend could have been I suppose that's, that's that's why Encanto's at home getting deliveries. But he does than... book translations in his home. It's true. That is true. Um, okay, so, yeah. But anyway, 38 names. They, they could have made it like, you know, 150, something like that. We've got, we've yeah. got five off officers to check these 150 names. Do you two want to chip in? Sure, we'll go and t do like 25 each. 
all right i could i can understand getting a bit tedious doing 25 but hey ho whatever uh so yeah scully cuts Mulder off during his moaning and tells him that agent cross is missing that he's not turned up yet he's not come back in um Helen and Encanto are on a date. Yeah. Encanto pays, being very chivalrous. Oh, he's working the magic. It's it's just, (laughs) he knows how to work it. He's a man of many charms. Uh, He reveals his eczema. So he has Mm. his his dry skin, and she offers to give him a lift home. It's a nice scene, actually. Um, Because it, in many ways, it reminds me a bit of Humbug, the way that, because uh, it's, it's this reversal thing that, you know, they're on a date and the one uh, the one that we see as the confident one is Encanto, you know, he's the good looking, the charmer, that kind of thing. And then we've got this woman who is there because, you know, like she she's desperate. You know, she, she's really, you know, she's struggled with relationships. She's struggled with self-image, self-worth and all that lot. Um, she's very nervous, very down on herself. So when this this guy that she's, I guess at this point, holding on a pedestal, it seems like he's got some kind of skin disease. Yeah. A little flaw. Yeah, it it, reveal, it it's it kind of turns that table a little bit where he becomes, you know, the mm. the one that would be the outcast or whatever. But yeah, but there's a nice subtext running here of. Um, Never out and out said, but these women are all kind of, like you said, frail, damaged, um, broken a little bit um, because of possibly the way men have treated them. You know, it never yeah. comes out and out and says it, but you know the, the reason these people are unsure about their their, their body's worth or, or how they feel about themselves is probably because people have put them down. Men have put them down. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's it's nice that they never go and out and out say that, but it's quite apparent. If you if you pay yeah, attention, absolutely, yeah, yeah, it's def- definitely there, definitely. Um, so Helen, uh, yeah, there on the date, uh, blah blah blah, gives gives him a lift home, and Encanto is kind of like, why don't you come inside? You know, yeah. have a brew, and she's like, oh, I don't know, I don't know. She's really umming an hour, and while she's umming an hour, and he sees that the light is on in mm-hmm. his house. Uh, because nosy neighbour has gone a look in. Um, yeah, I've got, I've, I've got a bit of a problem here. Like this, this woman does not know that less is more. She's trying to put a phone book's worth of poems. Which, how many is that? Seriously, like under the door, and and it, and it would fit if she just gave it a yeah. squeeze. It would go under. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Why does she have keys? She's the landlord. She's the landlord, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So why so, is she getting uh, in there snooping about? I know, that's, that's what I mean. It's like, pfft, dude, taking liberties. Mm. Landlord or not, you come into my house, which I'm renting off you. You're getting jellied. For, <laughs> yeah, and you're getting jellied. I'm paying for that privacy, thank you very much. Um, so yeah, Encanto's neighbours let herself in. Um, and uh, so basically... Helen suddenly says, "Okay, go on." I'll, 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 she's about to say, "Go on, I'll come in for a brew." When, 
when uh, he just says, actually, you know what? It's late. I've got things to do. I better get going. And then he literally just steps out of the car and goes. And then she's left kind of thinking, oh, okay. Story of my life kind of thing. Um, so, <laughs> uh, yeah. So the, it's, such the a, it's such a change as well. It's just like, um, okay, the game needs to stop. There's something more important for me. Yeah, you know, yeah. Just that, just that it, change in personality. His instincts kick in. Mm. It's like he, he, his real self kicks in. Basically, mm. um, he turns off all the charm, gets down to business. Um, so yeah, the neighbor finds Detective Cross in the bathtub. Who I, I'd actually forgot <laughs> wasn't right. in the episode anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I was. Uh, what's he going to find? Like mm. I just completely for, forgot the seriously yeah. wow okay I don't know why so so he's liquefied in the bathtub and then in an out of focus kind of in, just behind her out of focus we see Encanto step into mm. shot really nicely done really well shot uh, really well directed I like it um, uh, yeah it's chilling so Mm -hmm. it, the, one of the what I wrote here, a, a note that I found as well, which I, I really liked, is the neighbor screams. She screams, but nothing comes out. I can't see. I noticed. Did you not? All oh, right, because to me, it sent it really sent a chill down my spine. Just the idea that like she's so terrified by what she just see it. Like she literally, she her mouth goes wide like she's screaming, but nothing comes out, and it's almost like ah, someone's got all of her throat mm. um, but I thought it was a, I just thought it was a really nice touch because mm -hmm. um, yeah. normally in like horror movies you get the scream queen kind of tack yeah. of like ah, you know, and, and I just I like that they just yeah played with that it was, it was nice um, so Jessie comes looking for her mother and surprised Encanto didn't lock the door quite frankly yeah because um, she just yeah wanders in, in. Everybody's like mother, a key. like daughter. Yeah, like mother, like daughter. Um, he gets rid of her, tells her he's off to New York for a few days when she stumbles on his suitcase. Um, yeah. And again, there's that, that, this, that element there that he could kill her right now. Oh, yeah. You know, and he doesn't. And I, I do get that sense that there is, there is some, there is, Still a little bit of humanity in him somewhere. There's something within him that, that says, I don't want to kill this girl, you know? So, because I, I don't believe that it's purely survival instinct at this point. He's already done the deed with a mother. There's no reason to keep her alive other than the fact that I don't want to kill her. Yeah. So, um... So the police are all phoning around for Cross and someone says that they saw him going into Encanto's building. So the cops bust down the door like gangbusters, find the bodies. Scully talks to Jessie, who tells her she smelled her mother's perfume in the apartment, which is why she knew Encanto was lying. Mm. So presumably she's the one who phoned the police and told them that. Yeah. 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 So, it's it's a it's a nice scene I think between Scully and Jesse. Um, 
and it, and it's it's quite tragic as well because Jessie has lost her mother now. Mm-hmm. She's lost, yes. you know. But then she's her mother blind. was a bit of a prat as well. <laughs> she was, but you know, she's clingy. I would say she, you know, she she really wanted this guy and was just willing to blame her daughter for her failings. But what mother doesn't do that, <laughs> really? <laughs> um, so. Mulder says Encanto is a translator of Italian literature. Mm. Freelance got paid in traveller's checks. I don't understand what traveller's checks are, to be honest. I don't understand what that means if somebody gets paid in traveller's checks. I think it's like a cashier's check that you just put in for cash. Okay, so you don't. in other words, you don't need an identity, basically, to... I don't think so. I think you can just go in or or have your name on something and be able to cash Mm. that check. Okay. All right. Um, so, oh, so presumably that would mean he could put previous victims' names on them. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Like I say, I don't understand traveller's checks, but there you go. Um, on, other than that, there's nothing on the guy. No records, no nothing. The guy is practically a ghost. Um, so they take his computer... We get a great scene that I'm sure you like because enhance. I know you love these scenes. Enhance, enhance. So the analyst says it will take time to restore the files, but do we doubt him? No. He's an analyst on the X Files. Of course, we don't doubt him. Mm. He'll get to the bottom of it. So, but until he does, we're going to build some tension by Ellen's door going off at night at stupid o'clock in the morning um, it's Encanto he wants to come in and explain his rather bizarre behaviour earlier uh, so we go back to the analyst and he has all the names of the victims and potential victims off Encanto's computer dude works mm. fast yes <laughs> and it's just it's Ele- like, why, why would you have a list of all these names in, well, in, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing I'm, it's not a list that he's compiled as in like, oh, a nice trophy list. I'm guessing what he's done is he's, by saying he's got a list, he means he's done, he's checked his internet history, he's checked his computer history, and it links to all the women that they know, you know, are victims and whatnot. So I would imagine. Um, okay. We'll, I don't know. We'll that's that, that's that. the way I would look at it anyway uh but uh ellen goes to put on some clothes because she's in a nighty uh as well as say as, as well as going online to tell her friend who who's at her apartment so she's all excited that Encanto's back to explain and she just can't resist flipping a computer on and telling her mate who literally lives just across the hall uh, I'm about to do that. I'm about to do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so uh, Scully says everyone's been checked except for two names. So Ellen gets the FBI warning via email just mm. as she's yeah you know about to wrap up on a computer, and also just as Encanto comes in through the door. She gets upset, proper freaks out, and he goes in for the attack. Mm. Um, great for, scene. For the kiss. <laughs> loved. <it. laughs> I love this scene. 
I thought the performances here were absolutely brilliant. I thought the staging of it with the camera, uh, you know, the way he comes in for the attack. I thought her reaction was absolutely brilliant. Yes, I, she was excellent. Can't, yeah, I can't say I know this actress, as in I can't say that I've seen her in anything else after this, but her performance in here was, was really good. I really liked it. Um, you know, for, for someone who's, you know, just a, a Vancouver local actress who's probably just a jobbing actor or something, got a, her part in the X-Files, I, I thought, you know what? Does some incredible work in this scene. Uh, I really feel for her, that's the thing. She. Her performance really makes me root for her. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, great stuff. Um, I need to flip my page. So Mulder and Scully turn up, burst through the door, find Ellen on the floor. Mulder sees someone running outside, so goes in pursuit. Scully calls for an ambulance with a special burns unit. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So Mulder in pursuit of our uh, yeah. killer. And a nice bit of uh, misdirection, which I did not mm. see coming in, until um, we go back to Scully again. Um, mm. But oh. uh, it's pretty good. This is simultaneously uh, one of the best things about the episode and one of my major bugbears. But continue, we'll get to it in a moment. No, oh, okay. All right. Uh, I I think I know where you're going. Here. Oh, you exactly. Oh no, 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 no. Actually, maybe I don't. Or if I do, then I may have some issues with it. So it's, it's the go. gun. But it's the gun, Brian. Scully, a trained FBI agent, leaves her gun lying on the floor to go away and wash her hands. <laughs> didn't even pick up on it mate didn't even pick up on it you know what I thought you were going to say is and, and it wouldn't make sense I don't know why you'd say it clearly you weren't going to because you didn't so I thought you were going to say that um, it should be Scully who, who takes him down and and she doesn't but yeah as long as it's a woman that takes him down that's that's the important thing um, but I, I actually thought that when because when I said uh, Mulder goes after the killer mm -hmm. at that point I expected you to roll your eyes and, and, and say that uh, when I first saw this when this first happened I thought no Mulder should not be the dude to chase this da guy down because this is usually the kind of thing you'd pick up on um, mm -hmm. uh, but yeah it's like when I watched that scene, I mean, I've seen it before, so I knew where it was going, but when it, when that scene came up, I was like, oh, Graham's going to be flinching in his seat right now. Uh, he's going to be like, no, Scully should be taking this guy. But yeah, like I say, misdirection. So Because mm -hmm. Mulder catches up with the runner, and it just turns out to be some random graffiti artist who's dodging about the streets at night. Um, and it's at that point that Scully is attacked. So she's in the bathroom. We see... Unarmed. That yeah, unarmed. <laughs> Stupidly so. Um, and uh, in all fairness, she does think that the killer has bolted. Mulder has gone after him. Um, Still wouldn't leave a loaded weapon lying about. <laughs> yeah, I mean, how hard is it to just whack it back in the holster rather than put it down on the floor? But oh well. I mean, it, it would have made more sense, to be honest, if she'd have kept hold of the gun and Incanto flipped it out of her hand at some mm. point. 
Well, I'm just um, thinking as well, how many times have you seen them enter a room and they start to clear the rooms one by one? You, you know? You know they yeah. Check the corners, check the other rooms, and that. they didn't do yeah. that here. They no just jumped to assumptions. Yeah. Um, it's a minor foible. It, it is. It's TV. Yeah, But it's just like, I do think, there is no excuse for that gun thing because, like I say, they could have had Encanto jumping out behind Scully. She turns around with a gun. He whacks it out of her hand. They have the fight. And then Helen still gets the gun. So mm. to, to to have the simplicity of Scully just being stupid enough to, to leave it there, it, yeah, it's a bit lazy, really. A bit lazy. Um, it is a very minor yeah. thing, though. So, yeah, they have a fight. Really good fight. Scully gets some good, you know... Oh yeah, kicks, kicks good punches in there. Yeah, yeah. Typical kind of Scully, you know. If if this had been moulded, he'd be getting his ass handed to him by now. So, and then we get Helen finally giving him yeah, one. putting the bullet in. And it's it's right that it's Helen. I think mm-hmm. I think it's it's good that she she gets to be the one to do it. Um, but surprisingly, Encanto isn't dead. Yeah, he mm-hmm. sits in a cell. Mulder gives him a list of names. Asks how many are his. He says all of them. He's very blunt about that. So, mm. you know, so almost a sense of pride in it with the way that he says it. Scully treats him with disgust, but he says he was feeding a hunger. He tries yeah. to justify it, basically saying he's feeding a hunger. And, and then he falls off with the, the best line, I think, was, which was just fantastic. And his mind mm. is, I gave them what they wanted. They gave me what I needed. Yeah. Uh, to which Scully replies, not anymore. To which he responds with Latin, the dead are no longer lonely. Um, so he, he genuinely sees himself as some kind of... Uh, what's, the, what's the name of that dude in famous literature who charms the women? I can't remember. Um, is it de Bergerac or something? Serrano de Bergerac. Serrano de Bergerac, yeah. Um, so he, he genuinely sees himself as some kind of... Like he's, bre- like he's giving these women something yeah, before he takes the lot. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've, you know, I've done them a favour. They were never going to get with anyone. So in their final moments, I gave them what they could only dream of, I guess, is, is the way he looks at it. Mm. Um, so it's, it's a really great scene. I like that exchange between him and Scully. Um, just, yeah, really nicely played. Uh, and that's 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 it. That's where we go out. So, dude is still alive. I think this guy would make for an excellent film. You know, if they wanted to Wrath of Khan it, you know, like they did with uh, Star Trek, they brought back a villain from the from the TV series and gave, you know made him a villain of a movie. I, I think if they wanted to do that with this guy, I'd be up for seeing that. Um, but yeah, that's it. We're, we're out of the episode. Um, mm-hmm. Then wrap up. Go. Cool. Go for it. Um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed this episode right from the off. Uh, Creature of the Week. It's always episodes that really I feel drawn to. Um, but this one isn't just the creature. There's a good subtext to the whole thing uh, about um, being sexist, uh, misusing women, and women being just generally thought of as, as objects, not personalities. Um, things to be played with, things in general, and not actual people. And the kind of subjugation of these certain women, women who have been uh, just almost almost thrown away 
Um, it's never, I mean, it was said, but I really did find that something that I could latch on to and something that was really interesting and really worthwhile. And it's always nice to get these kind of episodes that have something that is eternal. It's always going to be something that's up for discussion. You know, it's, it's yeah. always good to reiterate that type of message. Um, performances are good. I love all the goo, the gore. Uh, the disgusting stuff it's, it's, it's my kind of thing and I had a real real fun time on this episode a couple of minor niggles here and there but yeah. they're forgivable in the big picture when you look at something like the list <laughs> these little things aren't that big a problem and yeah. um, for me it's a solid 4 out of 5 oh wow okay four. Um, yeah I, I really love this episode um Again, all the metaphorical stuff, all the, the the deeper meanings. I love that stuff. Whenever they do that with episodes, uh, like you, I just I just think it just adds so much more value to it. Mm. I love this guy as a villain. I think he's a real slime bag, slime bag, slime ball. Um, but like literally, um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but there is something there. They, they they put just enough in there to make you understand where he's at, why he is the way he is, you know, that there's a little bit of humanity because he's, because he doesn't kill the daughter. And there is that slight justification of actually, you know, on some kind of evolutionary level, he, he, he needs to do this to survive. Mm. Um, so yeah, I love Scully in this. I love it when she gets to kick ass. Um, and I actually, other than those two minor quibbles, which really are minor, uh, I, I'm going to give this a five. Okay. Um, I really like it. I just, I do. I really like it. It's, it's when I when I look at season three, if you if you just say list five episodes from season three that that people should watch. If they want to become an X Files fan, this will this will get named. You know, instantly I just think Clyde Brookman, Too Shy, Pusher, and the two parter that we've got coming up later. So uh, I'll just say yeah, they'll they'll come up. But um, five out of five for me. Excellent. So tell me a little bit about the walk. Is this is this another one of those typical tropes where you get a good episode and then ugh, we tail off with a really poor episode? No, I think this is solid. I think this is a solid episode. I um, a lot of people really like this one. Actually, okay. um, it's 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 not up there for me, but I mm-hmm. think I mean we're probably looking uh, at least a three, and maybe at most a four. I, I think we're hovering around the three to four mark. So I, I think it's solid. Mm-hmm. Um, I think interesting concept very interesting concept is it uh, a, a monster supernatural uh, sci-fi so it's so it's freak of the week but it's it's it's, it's basically um a guy who can leave his body all oh, right um, mm. yeah like astral projection astral kind projection. of thing yeah. So, cool. yeah um cool the walk I like it. Okay, I'm in on this one. That's something to look forward to. Uh, Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. If you're watching on Brian's channel. And we'll see you next episode on The X-Files Revisited. 
You've been listening to The X-Files Revisited. Please join us next time when we dissect another episode of this classic series. If you like what you've been listening to, please don't forget to click subscribe and also leave a rating and a review. It really does help us to get seen. If you'd like to hear or see more from Graham, please visit Man V Film on YouTube. Likewise, if you'd like to hear or see more from Brian, then please head over to Brian Lomax Movie Talk, also on YouTube. All that's left for us to do is to thank you for listening. And until next time, trust no one. Thank you.